0: Hola, me llamo Tomas, alongside me today as always is my co-host Jet Rosenstein, uh, welcome back to the 25 five eight SportsCast episode 52, I know that we were getting quite a few hate comments on our recent episodes for never having some Spanish speakers on the episode, uh, so just to bring a little bit more diversity in, decided to start it off like that, Jet, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself,
1: how you doing today? Ciao, everyone. <laughs> i um, excited to be part of another episode by the way ciao that was that was the Italian version of hi if, if anyone wasn't aware uh, happy to be a part of another, of another episode obviously uh, two episodes pretty close together but with an exciting time in the sports world um, there's no question about it that we need to get all this great content out before obviously the NFL season gets underway so we have a lot of NFL related stuff to get to in this episode.
0: Yeah, and that's actually all we will be getting to in this episode, so we are going to have to come out with our award predictions after week one of the season, Uh, we just didn't have enough time to actually get into it, but what we do have on slate today is we're going to give you some fantasy football starts and sits for week one, we're going to do our week one NFL pick'em, which is a segment that Jet and I are beginning, um, and we'll get to that and explain it a little bit more when we get there. We also are going to preview this Thursday night opening game, Bills-Rams, and we are going to give you our preseason Super Bowl prediction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, since we didn't get to the awards, we decided to give you a little bit of a of a big <laughs> prediction. But, yeah, and then obviously, of course, as I slowly get to this game on Madden, Bills-Rams, we're going to see what Madden thinks about this game coming up. So, yeah, Jed, without further ado, why don't – you start us off with one player that you are starting in week one of fantasy football this season.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm going to the running back position, San Francisco 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. Um, Obviously, he bursted out onto the scene last year, and and it all started back in week one, the year ago, where after Raheem Moster went down, Elijah Mitchell came into the game, and obviously the rest is history, becoming one of the more popular waiver wire pickups. A year ago, but this week, this year, week one, he has a matchup against the Bears, and I'm not expecting the Bears to be very good this year. uh Defensively, obviously, that's what they're known for, but I think their defense is going to have another drop off this season with a lot of young players and a lot of inexperienced players up and down that defensive roster. We know the 49ers like to run the ball. I don't think they. You know, we're going to go out there and let Trey Lance sling it 25, 30 times in his first game, if if ever, throughout this season. So, yeah, Trey Lance will steal some carries from Elijah Mitchell. Jeff Wilson will probably steal a couple of carries. But I think Elijah Mitchell has a great chance at finding the end zone. And we know that when when he's in the game and healthy, the 49ers utilize him as a workhorse back.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's That's one that I was also thinking about. I'll cross him off my list. I'm going to start with the Thursday night game. A, I'm going to start with two players. Both wide receiver twos in Thursday night's game, I think, are must-starts. I think you you look at Gabe Davis, who is going to, I think, really break on the scene this year. I know a lot of other people are thinking so as well. Um, but I think I've either mentioned this on the show or to a jet uh, in a separate conversation. But r- truthfully, I think Josh Allen has favored Gabe Davis as a target over the past several games they've played together over Stefan Diggs. And I, I think that, um, I think that's going to come to fruition this year. So give me Gabe Davis. And also I'm going to take Allen Robinson when Tredavius white, the number one corner isn't in the game. That means Allen Robinson is going to be squaring off against the number three cornerback. Um, and if he's facing nickel cornerbacks and he's, he's really, just as good of a receiver as he thinks we are, as we think he is, uh, then I think Allen Robinson is primed for a huge game here tomorrow night.
1: Absolutely. I like that a lot. I'll go with another start that I have now going to the wide receiver position. Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, we're both high on the Eagles offense this year. And, yeah, I'm not going to even talk about A.J. Brown because you, could, you should be starting him anyway. So I want to talk about Devontae Smith because we know that A.J. Brown's going to be able to open up the field for him. I think the Eagles are going to score a lot of points against a Detroit Lions defense. Yes, it got a little bit better in the offseason, obviously, drafting Aiden Hutchinson and making some other improvements along the line and in the secondary. But... This Eagles team with now Devontae Smith as the wide receiver too. Plenty of op- plenty more opportunities considering all the attention is going to be on A.J. Brown. I think it opens up some nice opportunities for Devontae Smith, especially if he finds the end zone. Um, throw him into your flex, and I think he should have a solid out week one against the Lions.
0: Yeah, good pick. Another player I'm starting is a third wide receiver now, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster against this piss-poor, uh, Arizona Cardinals secondary. I think you know it, it's it's definitely up for debate because he's drafted around the eighth or ninth round. Obviously, I didn't want to pick players like like you mentioned you didn't pick AJ Brown because you just started him. Same reason I't mentioned Cooper Cup in the Bills Rams game, but I think he he qualifies started getting drafted around the eighth or ninth round. Um, Mahome's wide receiver won against a horrible secondary. and for that matter, not a good defense as a whole. Now, I think you could start him. I think Rondale Moore, the same thing. Both sides of the ball, I think you could start these lower-end receivers, and I think they're going to perform. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is primed for about an 18-point-plus game this week. I'm going to say Rondale Moore a little bit lower tone. I'm going to say 14 points for Rondale Moore. Um, But both of these guys, I think Juju plays as a high-end wide receiver, too, this week, and I think Rondale Moore slots in as a high end flex this week. So I think both of these guys should be started as well.
1: Yeah, the only thing I'll say about Ronald Moore, I think he's been dealing with some sort of undisclosed injury over the past couple of days and the Cardinals are saying they're hopeful that he plays. So obviously you're not gonna play him if he doesn't play. Right, But yeah. um, well I just, would,
0: but so. Yeah, yeah. If um, he's
1: not playing, he's playing for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go go over to a, a sit candidate for me or a sit player for me. And I'm going back to the running back position, Bruce Hall of the New York Jets. uh, Looking at him, obviously, there's a ton of hype around him, being that he was the first running back drafted in the NFL draft this year and is an extremely talented player but we really don't know what kind of workload he's going to get week one. Michael Carter still there. They said that Michael Carter still the RB one, and I think Bruce Hall's not going to be able to be a startable player till you know a few games from now, maybe later in the season once they you know he gets acclimated to an NFL landscape. And I think he'll eventually pass Michael Carter. But given the fact that the Jets also have a tough matchup against a very good Ravens team, I don't really think there's going to be any opportunities for him to you know, get the production that probably drafted him in the third, fourth, maybe fifth round. And I don't think he's going to return that kind of value here in week one, but definitely, I mean, don't feel ashamed about putting him on your bench, even though you spent an early draft pick on him. Cause um, I think he'll return a lot of value later on in the year. My
0: last three of a few, a number of receivers that I've gone through all three of these players in the same game, I'm going to go. Start on one side of the ball and I'm going to sit the other two receivers and I'm talking about the Giants Titans game this week. I'm going to start Kadarius Tony in this game. I think having Harold Landry missing uh, from the fold, you know, you miss a pass rusher as well as really a pretty good coverage linebacker as well. And, you know, you you mix in a guy trying to cover Kadarius Tony in his first NFL snap. It's not going to work out too well, I don't think, over the middle of the field. I think Tony has a really big game, and then you flip the script over. I am benching Traylon Burks and Robert Woods both for Week One. Now it's not because the Giants have some incredible defense; it's just because we don't, we have no idea what this offense is going to look like uh, coming into opening day. Honestly, you know we don't know if Derek Henry is going to have the same workload. We don't know how Ryan Tannehill is going to look without his X-factor receiver and AJ Brown as well. As you know, the running back that he's used to having in Derrick Henry, uh, I think both I think this whole Titans offense for week one is something you should stay away from unless you have Derrick Henry.
1: Absolutely. Um, one other sit for me it's another rookie in the wide receiver position, Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons. Just another situation where, first of all, it's not even a great matchup going up against the Saints and Marshawn Lattimore. I mean. When you have just Kyle Pitts and Drake London to worry about, I mean, I think the Saints did a good job of keying in on both of those guys, and Drake London's had some injury issues in training camp and in preseason, and they said he's, you know, good to go in this game, but given that it's his first game in the NFL against, is going to have a, a pretty tough matchup in my opinion, I think the, the points Opportunities to score a bunch of points in this game, yeah, they'll probably be trailing for a good portion of the game, but I don't necessarily think that'll equate to a good amount of fantasy points. So, most likely, you probably aren't starting Drake London anyway. But if you were considering him, maybe at a flex spot, I would look uh, at some other options if you if you feel like you have better options.
0: Okay, two running backs I am looking at here. First of all, I'm going to be sitting. Nick Chubb in his game against Carolina, I know it's really hard to say sit a early second round running back, um, but I'm not anticipating a ton of points for him here. I think that the Browns are going to go down big quickly. I think this Panthers offense, when fully healthy, is really a pretty decent one. DJ Moore is going to be fine. We know Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy for this game. Praise the Lord. So he's going to be a big component in this game i think we could see carolina jump out to like a a 14 to 17 nothing lead in the first quarter and then you know we kind of see the browns not being able to lean on the run game almost for the rest of the night especially when we see most likely major stacked boxes against nick chubb uh from snap one
1: interesting i mean i think it's going to depend on who Ooh, like other options as far as what teams have to replace right, yeah. Nick Chubb because it's definitely a tough start. But one one thing I'll ask you so right now, Fantasy Pros has Nick Chubb as the RB twelve for Week One. I'm gonna go through a bunch of running backs and I want you to tell me if you would start or sit Nick Chubb over the, that specific running back. Okay. Day. Yeah. Um, just for Week One. Just, yeah, for, week not, one. Yes, yeah, just yeah. for Week One. Yes. Just for Week One. AJ
0: Dillon. I'm he was the next one I was gonna say sit this week. So sit both of
1: okay. them. Chase Edmonds. Starting Chase Edmonds. Rashad Penny. I'm starting Rashad Penny. Damian Harris. I'm starting Chubb over Harris. Okay. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
0: I'm starting Chubb over Clyde. But before you go any further, I'm starting Stevenson over Chubb. Okay. So I just don't think Harris is the guy in that New England backfield to start. But I I would start Stevenson over Chubb if, if given the opportunity. And then final one, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, I am sitting this week against Indy.
1: Okay. Yeah, so like that, on Fantasy Pros, that's the RB20 through 30 range. And those are most likely who are some of the the names that people are going to have to, you know, think right. about. Whether you want to start someone that you spend a lot of draft capital on, a like Nick Chubb. Or someone probably on your bench that has some more upside, but not necessarily a guarantee. For me... I would stick with, with who I drafted in week one. It's it's you drafted that guy for a reason. And yeah. yeah, you may disappoint, but that's the type of thing you adjust week two. It's only one week. I don't think Nick Chubb's gonna I think Nick Chubb has a decent floor even if they're trailing. I think he'll I think a good number for him this week is probably probably around what eight to ten points in, in a PPR league just because he doesn't catch many passes. I think Kareem Hunt outscores him
0: this week. Okay. That's, so that's another one down kind of towards the bottom yeah, of that. Running back. Right. Right. Yeah. But right, right as you brought up AJ Dillon, he's another one I'm sitting this week kind of for the same reason. Uh, I see this being a super high scoring game. Both defenses kind of look good on paper, but have a lot to prove. Uh, and I think both offenses are going to score a ton of points. You can say whatever you want about Green Bay but it's still Aaron Rodgers. They still have Aaron Jones. They still have AJ Dillon, who if they do get to the goal line, he's going to be able to punch it in. But I think Aaron Jones is going to be the more featured back in week one as the dominant pass catcher out of the backfield. So for that reason, I'm sitting Chubb and, and Dillon both.
1: Okay. And one uh, one last one I want to get to as far as on defense, because obviously a lot of people are looking for some defenses to stream, especially if you didn't draft one. And And this is – this is a little bit of a, a deep, this is a little bit of a deeper one, um, and we just talked about this the team that they're going up against the Carolina Panthers defense right now. Fantasy Pros has them as the 16th ranked defense. Obviously, if you have a, a top five, top ten option, go with them. But if you're in maybe a deeper league or looking for someone just because everyone else is gone, I think the Panthers could be a, a pretty sneaky play. Um, in 2020, obviously, we saw them draft all defensive players, and problem is they just haven't been able to stay healthy. And I think with Jacoby Brissett under center for the Browns and this offense, probably not going to be moving that much. Um, I think it presents some nice turnover opportunity, and it's, I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game because um, the, the Browns also have a, a very good defense, so I don't think the Panthers are just going to you know, score a bunch of points just just like that in week one. But I think if you're looking for a sneaky play, um Panthers are, are a good option
0: yeah I I did have one defense to mention too for a start um I know that this team is is you're going to most likely start them anyway but the Trey White news against really good wide receivers might shy you away I would still start Bill's defense and that's in spite of I think Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup both have really good games but the thing about this this uh, Rams offense is Stafford is susceptible to turnovers. I think he led the league in interceptions last year, as well as two running backs who both have had fumble problems in the past in the Rams backfield. And when you mix that with a defense that is capable of turning the ball over as well as this Bills team is, yeah, they may give up a lot of points and a lot of yards, but I still think the turnovers will be there to get you a 10-plus point game from this Bills defense.
1: All right. Any uh any other ones you wanted to touch on? That's all I have for now. That's all yep. for me as well. Yep. All right. Love the energy out of Jet right
0: now. Just woke up about an hour ago. So yeah, you can't blame him too bad. Let's get to our week one pick 'em Jet. Yep. And what Jet and I have decided to do is we have decided to wager head to head one thousand dollars throughout this season. Uh whoever has the best record after the Super Bowl ends. This goes all the way through the regular season, through the playoffs. Whoever has the best record when the Super Bowl ends gets $1,000. Obviously, we just get 500 of our own dollars back. But uh, we both put up 500 The winner gets 1000 But here's the catch. You have to pick three underdogs per week in your picks. So Jet and I are going to run through the week one slate of games in order. And we're going to tell you who we have in this game. And then whenever we get to one of our underdogs, we're going to explain why that's our pick. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we're going to have to keep track of this somehow. And we're also going to keep record of the underdog picks, which for those of you that may have listened to episode one, you may have heard (laughs) something similar to this before. But it's it's something to get into at another time. Yeah. Jet. Yes. Game one tomorrow night. It's about 30 hours from now.
1: Are you taking the Bills or are you taking the Rams? It's interesting. So, I mean, the the Bills are favored by two and a half points right now, and which is surprising considering this game is in Los Angeles, defending champions trying to defend their on on their home field, getting their um they got their Super Bowl rings. I mean, the crowd's going to be electric. But I think the Buffalo Bills win this game, and I think they cover the spread here. Not that we're doing spreads. I just said that anyway because I'm used to it on another podcast. But the Bills are going to win this game. I think this is a year where they have a lot to prove. And, and honestly, in, in recent Bills years, with as far as team construction, I think this is the best team on paper. And I think they're going to prove that here in week one. Obviously, with the Rams, I think they're still going to put up a decent amount of points. They're going to compete. This is going to be a competitive game, I think, till the end of the game. But I think in the end, the Bills are going to come out on top and they're going to get this season underway with a big win. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking
0: completely opposite of you. I'm taking the Rams in this game. I think Sean McVay comes up with an excellent scheme with the news of Trey White not being able to play in this game. And I keep coming back to this. I think it's a huge factor. I really do. Considering the talent of receivers that this team has, even Van Jefferson, he can, he's very capable of breaking off a 60-yard touchdown when you need him to so i'm taking the rams in this one i think they have the overall better defense not by a lot just by a little bit and only in this game because of trey white and i think they have the better offense and the better coaching scheme as well so i'm taking the rams especially because they're at home
1: i think super bowl hangover was taken into account by vegas though (laughs) yeah that's why i'm 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 really surprised that the bills are favored but that is my pick. So let's go to the uh, – I don't know if you have the same next game on your screen, but I have the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons in a game where the Saints are favored by five and a half points. What are you just, looking at, ESPN? I'm, I'm looking at uh, officefootballpool.com. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at too, Jet. Whatever, I'll, I'll look at this. Just because my go picks ahead. are already locked in here. so um, Go ahead. Yeah, Saints Falcons. This game is going to be in Atlanta. Obviously, outlooks for both of these teams. I wouldn't say they're amazing. I mean, the Falcons we don't expect them to have a great year. The Saints we expect to be a middling team. And I think the Saints are going to come out with a victory on the road in Atlanta. Um, I don't think Atlanta is going to win many games. And the Saints, I think there's a lot of potential for them to potentially sneak in to a playoff spot if Jameis Winston plays well. If Michael Thomas gets back to his old self, and the defense um, stays healthy. So I think the Saints get off to a a nice start in week one with a win. I'm also taking the Saints. I've
0: previously been very low on the Saints. I think I initially came out having them with like six or seven wins. That number has upped quite a bit with the realization that Alvin Kamara can beat up whoever he wants and not miss games. And then Michael Thomas is also looking like he's finally going to be healthy. Jameis Winston is a capable quarterback. Defenses definitely i'd say top half of the league so i'm taking the saints in this one and yeah i think the saints are going to be a pretty decent team this year Jeff. all right i'm going to use my website since it's not a nflpool.dick.com so next game on my slate is eagles lions i'm taking the eagles in this one i think i think honestly there's not a lot of explaining to do i'm super high on the eagles this year most of you all know that so I'm just going to roll with the Eagles, especially against a team that is majorly unproven.
1: Yeah, this is tough for me because these are both teams I'm extremely high on. <laughs> and not not going to sit here and say that the Hard Knocks had anything to do because it was a great, great <laughs> season of Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. But in week one, the Detroit Lions are going to upset the Philadelphia wow. Eagles and this is one of my underdog picks. First of all, this game is in Detroit and I think the, the Lions are going to carry over their mo- momentum from, I, I believe a, a, pretty successful training camp into the preseason, a lot of new faces, but a lot of talented faces, Jared Goff coming into the second year with this lions team, Deandre Swift, another year, Monroe St. Brown, another year, TJ Hawkinson another year. Yeah. The Eagles are a fantastic team, but this is going to be the first time they're all playing together. Jalen hurts, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, all on that same field. Um, it's going to be the type of thing that Eagles are going to lose week one and people are going to be like, Oh, is this the team that we really thought they were, but they'll, they'll be just fine. It's just one of those weeks where um, I think the lions who I'm high on, I think they're going to get off to a nice start here and, and grab a win at home. Okay. I just,
0: I don't see it. And, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's jet. You do what jet does. So Panthers over the Browns I have bought so far into this like Baker revenge over the Browns <laughs> honestly I think if Deshaun Watson was playing I might even pick the Panthers in this one but the Panthers are currently favored and I am rolling with the Panthers uh it's 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 all I have to say really. the, the Browns are not going to be good at
1: all yeah I I think even if this wasn't a revenge game I still would take the Panthers to beat the Cleveland Browns just when you look at the quarterback situation in Cleveland, it's not optimal, Jacoby Brissett. And we talked about the Panthers' offense. I think it's going to look pretty good all throughout the season as long as everyone is staying healthy. And the defense, both defenses, are more so the, the Browns have a really good defense, but I think the Panthers could have their way with them in this one. I'll take the Panthers as well. Okay, next game I have the Colts over the
0: Texans. Two meetings last year. The Colts outscrew the Texans sixty-nine to three, so not a whole lot to talk about there. Give me the Colts.
1: Yeah, Sam. Um, I think the Colts are going to win this game by two touchdowns. Honestly, I, th- I think. Yeah. Both- I think
0: minus seven is low.
1: Yeah, the the roster construction for both of these teams going in different directions. Obviously, Colts are looking to get to the Super Bowl this year. I think they have the the team on paper. The Texans are just not there yet. I think we'll see some improvements, but Week One's not the place where that will take place. Next game:
0: Niners and Bears. I was very close to picking the Bears in this game. Nonetheless, I think it's going to be a super exciting game to watch. The Niners have a astronomically better roster than the bears do but two top early picks at playing the quarterback position in this one and trey lance versus justin fields and i'm excited to watch it but i think that trey lance's supporting cast just is way too overwhelmingly better than justin fields
1: supporting cast yeah I, I agree with you there i think the 49ers are going to win this game i'm just very concerned about the bears this year offensively defensively i think it's not going to be ideal in Matt Eberflus's first year with the Bears. I think there's a long way to go for them to get to where they want to go and it all obviously starts with Justin Fields, but for the 49ers and Trey Lance, um, I think there'll be some growing pains with him at starting quarterback, but this is a good enough matchup where they can afford to make a few mistakes if they do, and I think they'll still be able to win because I don't think the Bears are going to be able to keep up with the offense or their defense. Okay, this is going to be my first
0: upset pick, and this is the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Washington Commanders. Now, these are two quarterbacks heading in completely different directions dating back to the end of last season when Trevor Lawrence shit all over Carson Wentz and my Indianapolis Colts. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to make baby steps forward. I think week 17 of or week 18 of last year, was kind of a big step forward. I think he continues right where he left off. He plays a good game here. I don't really know much about how Christian Kirk is gonna play uh, and the rest of this Jags receiving core, who now is without LaVisca Chenault, who is probably gonna be their three. Um, But I, I still think that the Jaguars come away with this win, especially with how many questions are over on Washington's side of the football, as far as Wentz, who's now like in his third straight, what I would call last chance at starting at a starting job. Really? He had one, one last chance with Philly. Then he went to Indy and now he's with a really struggling team in Washington. Uh, And then Brian Robinson getting shot now leaves Antonio Gibson back at the running back one role who was just kind of told he was practicing with the third stringers and returning kicks. So a lot of emotions probably flying high in Washington. So I think Jacksonville is going to be the more level-headed team uh, I think they have what will be known by everybody as the better quarterback by the end of the season. So give me Jacksonville, my first upset.
1: Yeah, the reason I was shaking my head, because this is also one of my upset picks. I have the Jacksonville really? Jaguars beating the Washington Commanders. And it's it's interesting with the Commanders. I'm, I'm not as hot, not, not that I was ever hot, but we saw news come out yesterday that Chase Young re-aggravated potentially his, his ACL injury at a, a Von Miller camp which is not something you want to see. And given that there were so many injuries across this Washington defense a year ago, if it doesn't change, I mean, I can't see them getting any better. And over the past couple of weeks, I've gotten a little higher on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think I upped them from like a three or four win team to a five, five or six win team, just because I'm excited about what this offense could potentially do with Doug Peterson coming in there and taking Trevor Lawrence with all that talent and trying to elevate him. James Robinson is expected to play, which is a big boost. Not sure how much work he'll see, but this offense is, is starting to look a little bit better. Defense, obviously, some concerns, but with a Washington offense that isn't necessarily a high powered offense, I think they'll be just fine and they'll be able to sneak into Washington. No time zone affecting here. Uh, I think they'll grab the win. Yeah, I do want to make a quick side note because you are now
0: at all three of your underdogs with the Bills, Lions, and Jags. Bills aren't an underdog. Uh, that's okay. Never mind. Let me circle the Rams then. I guess that's uh, just the stupidity talking. My mistake. But either way, just a side note, obviously you're allowed to pick more than three underdogs. Yeah. And now that I realize the Rams are an underdog, I am going to find myself in that situation anyways. So I could have waited for that announcement, but you know, there's there's no there's no reason that you have to pick every like favorite other than your three underdogs. So, right. just in case there is confusion. Next game, I'm taking the Dolphins over the Patriots. I think three and a half points is ridiculously low. I think this game is going to be really not close at all. The Dolphins owned the Patriots last year when the Dolphins weren't good. I think Tua is going to take a bit of a step forward. I didn't say B.I.G. I said B.I.T. a bit like a, a, a tiny step forward. Tyreek Hill is going to play a large part in that. Jalen Waddle is going to take a big B.I.G. step forward. Um, Chase Edmonds, I think, is going to be better than that Miles Gaskin role uh, last year. So I think this this Dolphins team plays better. The yeah, the pa- the, Patriots, the Patriots, strugg- Patriots got worse. Yeah, the Patriots in
1: struggle in Miami every time they come down, and they can try and come to Miami a, a day earlier to acclimate to the weather. I don't think that's <laughs> gonna do a, do anything. They can't. They flew into Florida on a Tuesday, thinking that they would, that would do anything for them. It's not really gonna change much. The Dolphins are gonna win this game. They're a better. Pa- they're a better team on paper, and I think they're gonna prove that on the field. Obviously, you know how excited I am to see this. All taken to shape. I do agree the, uh, the the line is a little bit too low. Uh, Dolphins will win this game.
0: Bengals and Steelers. I am taking the Bengals in this one. I know that teams coming off of a Super Bowl loss the next year usually start off real slow. I don't see that happening with how I see Mitch Trubisky's version of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense shaping up. So give me the Bengals in this one, pretty.
1: Pretty easy. I think they will will cover that touchdown spread. Yeah, I'm also taking the Bengals here. There's just too many question marks with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with Mitch Trubisky. Now as their starting quarterback, the Bengals have everyone returning and they have improvements on the offensive line. Sure, the Super Bowl hangover may hit them, but I think being at home with all the talent they have on that team, I think they should be able to pull out a win in each one
0: next is the ravens and jets i am interested to see the the line is currently set at seven even i would wonder what the line would be with zach wilson playing i don't know how much of an effect joe flacco really has on it but i think a lot of people and i'm sure vegas is part of that really are disrespecting zach wilson who i think could be a very good quarterback in this league someday Um, but that's besides the point the ravens are going to win this game super easily give me the ravens by like quite a bit of points.
1: Yeah, I'm also taking the Ravens as well. Um Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, I, I think the Ravens win this game no matter what. They're just too talented of a team to, yeah, that the game's going to be in New York, but I think hoping, depending that Lamar Jackson actually plays, because I know the contract situation is is something to keep an eye on, but I think he'll play a um, ton of talent now that's back healthy for this team offensively and defensively. Just a just a pure mismatch for this New York Jets team. I think they're going to have some improvements this year, but um, I think they're going to struggle in week one against the Ravens. My
0: third of four underdog picks for the week one slate is coming in this game, and that is I am taking the Arizona Cardinals over the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. Um, it's really a gut feeling. I think that. Mahomes and Andy Reed and Travis Kelsey are all going to have to make an adjustment. Travis Kelsey seemed to have been just a tad bit slower towards the end of last season than he maybe has been throughout the rest of his career. He had more drops as well last year than quite a few years throughout his career. And without Tyreek Hill, it's going to have to be an adjustment for sure for Andy Reed to get used to and definitely for Patrick Mahomes to get used to as well. Um, and then this this Cardinals team, this offense is is really good in my opinion. I think Hollywood Brown is going to have an incredible game, so give me the Cardinals in this one.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um, Chiefs, Cardinal, uh, yeah, Chiefs, Cardinals. But given even though this game is in Arizona, I think a lot of people are doubting the Chiefs and they don't expect them to continue where they left off um, a year ago or or pre- previous years either. But I think the Chiefs come into Arizona. Take a game from the Cardinals Um, this offense I I don't necessarily believe it's going to take a step as big of a step back as we all think and yeah the the Chiefs don't have a great defense that the Cardinals necessarily have to worry about but there's also some concerns on the Cardinals defense. Um, that I think the Chiefs could really take an advantage of. I, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes versus Kyler Murray in this matchup, but I know it doesn't come down to one player, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to use those new weapons, and I think he's going to be able to utilize them well. I think the Chiefs still won on the road, even though they're favored, but they're, they'll still win on the road.
0: Yeah, this was my toughest decision, uh, honestly, throughout the whole week was this game. Like I said, I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm not – Concerned about defense because I don't think either defense is going to play well. Even when the Chiefs had a good defense on paper, that defense is usually really bad in the beginning of the year. So, I, to me, it's just coming down to the adjustment of playing without Tyree Kill for the first time, Mahomes' career, um, and Andy Reid doing so for the first time in four years. So, that's what it came down to. So, for me, in the next one, I am taking the Tennessee Titans over the New York Giants. Talked about how I think Darius Tony could have a good game. A lot of that has to do with fantasy football PPR, not a whole lot of it having to do with him scoring a ton of points for his team. Um, I, I don't. Daniel Jones has had good reports throughout all of camp, but I, I just I have to see it to believe it, because this guy was drafted the same year as Josh Allen. Uh, neither of them have make have been taking very far advances towards or. or let me rephrase they have not they have been going in separate directions their whole entire careers.
1: yeah absolutely and i am going to take uh the titans as well in this game um not really like a lot to like with this tennessee titans team but the giants i mean they're coming to week one where they're gonna have to still get acclimated to a new system led by uh brian Dable, daniel jones so many concerns with him i mean they're probably probably throw a couple picks in this game and, and honestly in fantasy the Titans are worthwhile a worthwhile defensive stream um and I think that the Titans offense will have some growing pains too I think this is going to be a very low scoring game but I think the Titans come out on top
0: yeah I I agree I think low scoring is is definitely a good way to put it Vikings and Packers and I'm sure this is going to be your final underdog pick as well I know it's mine. I'm taking the Vikings over the Packers in this one. Um, right now, the spread is set at two points, so it, it's hard to call it really an underdog. But they are—they're—they're they're chosen to lose this one. I think that the Vikings have a better offense, and I think the difference between the Vikings and Packers offenses is greater than the difference between the Packers and Vikings defenses. So give me the Vikings in this one to open up the year.
1: Yeah, the Vikings are my final underdog pick. And like you said, it's not much of an underdog pick, but I think the Packers, it's gonna take some time for Aaron Rodgers to adjust to his new weapons. And there's gonna be a lot of debate after Week Mono. Is is this like the downfall of Aaron Rodgers? Does he like need more help? this and that, but I think the Vikings are just gonna have a better game in, in this one. And we see the Vikings, Packers, matchups in years past, they're high scoring, they're entertaining and they go back and forth. And I see, I think we see something similar to that, but this game is in Minnesota. Um, Vikings you know, have a lot to prove with a new head coach, Kirk Cousins, I'm sure has a lot to prove. This is a big year for them. And I think they get off to a great start.
0: Yeah, um, three games left in the slate now. We have the Broncos and Seahawks, the Buccaneers and Cowboys, and the Chargers and Raiders. Let's start with Chargers and Raiders. I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I know I'm super high on the Raiders this season. I just think that the Chargers playing at home is going to play the factor. I think these two teams are very evenly matched. I think they're both really good teams. Chargers take home the quarterback position, but the Raiders – kind of take home the offensive line. They have a better line. They have a better receiving core. Um, Chargers take home defense. So I think that the Chargers, better quarterback in their home stadium with what I'm going to call a better coach for now. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one.
1: Yeah. I'm taking the chargers as well. This game is going to be in Los Angeles and on paper, um, the chargers do have a much better team than the Raiders. And I'm just concerned like how the adjustment is going to be to a new scheme and play caller and Josh McDaniels coming in pretty much. Everyone's returning for this chargers team. So it's basically a continuation of last year with all the same guys and all the same talented guys, um, the division's going to be tough, but I think the Chargers get this one. Potentially, the Raiders get get one back later in the year.
0: Yeah. So with two games left, I realized just now that we both spoiled our picks by saying this is our last underdog pick. Uh, so we both have the Bucks and Broncos in the final two games of Week One. Bucks over the Cowboys on Sunday night, and Russell Wilson over the Seahawks in his revenge game on Monday night. Now, is there anything you'd like to throw in? I'm gonna. First, start by saying, I'm taking the Bucks over a really shitty team. So that's pretty easy. Uh, and then the Broncos, I- I'm super high on Russell Wilson this year. I-, I know I probably sound like a Colin Cowherd minion, if any of you guys listen to him, because he thinks Russell Wilson is, uh, which is ridiculous. I'm not saying I agree with this whatsoever. I completely disagree. He thinks he's the third best quarterback in the league, and he is their Super Bowl winner pick for the season. I don't think any of those things, but I do think Russell Wilson is going to enjoy a top three year of his career this season. Um, and I think that he definitely has a team around him to do that and, and really have a good team this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, we saw Buccaneers Cowboys last year, Thursday night football first game uh, of the year. Blowout, but, blowout. Yeah. We, we saw how that ended. I think <laughs> the Buccaneers are just too tough of a matchup for this Cowboys <laughs> team. Even, even with all the injuries that the Buccaneers are dealing with, i um, not going to say it's like a, a give me game, but it, it basically is like, you know, just, just walk on the field, let, let the, the rest work itself out. Um, honestly, this gives a good opportunity for the Buccaneers to maybe rest some players halfway through the game. But yeah, they're just, they're just a better team. And even <laughs> though it's in Dallas, I don't think it's going to matter much. So obviously big year for Tom Brady. If it's his last year, get off to a good start. And then Broncos Seahawks, um, yeah, the games in Seattle. I think it means a lot, obviously, for Russell Wilson to go back to Seattle, and he wants to put on a show. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game on Monday Night Football, especially with the Seahawks not really having a high-powered offense. I think the uh, the Broncos get out to a lead early, and the rest of the Monday Night Football is is honestly probably a snooze fest. But it's football. <laughs> it is
0: football, so it'll be fun regardless, Chet, Right.
1: All mm-hmm.
0: All right, so. <clears throat> As the Bills and Rams play away on my television screen, quite an interesting game going on. Uh, The Rams went up 21-0 at half. The Bills have now scored 10 unanswered with three minutes left in the third quarter. Um, But we'll get back to that in a bit. While that's playing, let's get to our Super Bowl predictions, Jet. And we didn't have a chance to talk much about what we're going to do for this segment. So I'm going to explain what I have. I just have the NFC championship game and the AFC championship game, and then I have the winner, and then I have the winner of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP. That's all I've got. Was that fun? You yeah, that that
1: that's perfectly fun. Okay. Who is going to be in your AFC championship game, Jet? Yeah, this was this was extremely tough. Um, obviously, you know it gets boring when you just start talking about all the same teams being in the same spots, but it's just, it's just the nature of how it shaked out and how it shook out. And I just looking at, looking at who I have in the AFC championship game, I think we're bound to see this match once again, bills versus chiefs in the AFC championship game. I know, like I said, all the concerns with the chiefs, I think they put those to rest pretty quickly. And they're the team that we think, I don't think they are, um, as high in the AFC standings, like, I have the Chiefs as a four seed. So I, I think they're able to, with all their experience, be able to coast through to the AFC Championship game and have another matchup with the Bills. Yeah, I have a series of three rematches for these
0: three games. First of which, I have the Bills and Colts rematch in the AFC Championship game. What kind of fan would I be had I not put the Colts in this? Yeah. Um, but honestly, I do think that this has the potential to be one of the more exciting games in in history of the NFL. I think that the Bills offense against the Colts defense is a great matchup. And then I think that Jonathan Taylor, after doing what he did to this Bills defense, who has struggled to stop the run mightily, whether Von Miller helps that or not, I don't know. I don't really think it will be worth the amount of millions they spent on the man. Um, but I think this would be an incredible game. I don't think the chiefs have the offensive firepower to get to the promised land this year. So give me bills and Colts in the AFC championship game. And then I'm taking the Colts.
1: Okay. I'm taking the bills and the bills Chiefs. So the bills will be my representative for the AFC over in the NFC. Um, I think we're looking at a, another rematch of a playoff game from a year ago. We're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Los Angeles Rams. Um, but I think this one, this match was going to go a little bit different than last year. The Bucs were so close to winning that game. And obviously we saw the Cooper cup catch at the end and then the rest is history with that, but Buccaneers and Tom Brady's last season, um, I know he's as motivated as ever, and I know there's numerous questions along that offensive line and just injuries in general, which could end up hindering this team. But when I look at the rest of the NFC and who I have in the playoffs, a lot of teams that have a not a lot of experience, and the two teams that I have making it all the way to the last game have experience, and I think it's a top-heavy conference, and I think the Rams and Bucks, who I have as the one and three seats respectively, find their way into the championship game. I am going to ditto everything you
0: just said. Bucks and Rams for me in the NFC Championship game. Um, you didn't tell us who you had winning. Who do you have Bucks, winning? Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Same thing for me. I have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. I think that it's 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 gonna be a, this is gonna be a crazy game. Bucks versus Rams. I think I think the Bucks better them. I don't think Brady wants. I don't think Brady loses to the same team twice, two years in a row. No. Um, how often did we see Peyton Manning? Make the Super Bowl twice in a row. Not 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 very often. No. Um, so so give me the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Love the Homer pick. Um, I, I, I didn't have the balls to go dolphins all the way into the Super Bowl, even even though I uh, I did think about it, but I, I couldn't do that. So obviously that leaves me with a Bills versus Bucks. Super Bowl matchup, and I think this would be an extremely entertaining game. Um, Both teams, obviously, really, really talented teams. The Bills have been waiting. They had a great game last season in the regular season. That's right. That, that's exactly right. And the Bills have been waiting for this moment to get to the Super Bowl, and I think they take full advantage of it. And I know this is a a popular chalky pick, but it's just the nature of how this works out, and the Bills are just that talented of a team. And if, if they're not going to win this year, something's going to have to totally go wrong, in my opinion, because they're just – too good, and they're going to, to – for them to keep missing out on this opportunity and taking advantage of it, I think it. I think it's very unlikely that they don't get to this point, but I do have them beating the Bucks in this game. So you have the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Yes.
0: I think we can both agree that the AFC team is going to win the Super Bowl this year, whoever the representative may be. The Colts and Bucks had a great game in the regular season too, by the way. Uh, but that is not the rematch I'm talking about, my friend. The rematch I'm talking about is a certain Super Bowl that is infamous for the score 28-3. to And then the final score of 34-31. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady oh. finally squaring off again back in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan gets his revenge with a much better roster surrounding him. Matt Ryan is able to retire an Indianapolis Colt and a Super Bowl champion. Um, if they do win, he is going out on top of the world. He's not going to play another season, um, and then screwing Frank Reich for his sixth quarterback in six years as a head coach for the twenty twenty three season. But Matt Ryan gets his ring, his Super Bowl MVP, and an early
1: retirement. Wow! I did By think the way, way, let me yeah. let
0: me quickly give my uh, let me quickly give my resume as to why you should listen to me. My last year's Super Bowl pick was Rams over Titans. Titans who were the one seed. Rams who did, by the way, win the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl MVP was Matt Stafford. Well, Cooper Cup played great. Uh, my preseason Madden Twenty Three cover was Cooper Cup. By the way, I don't know if you remember that one, but John Madden dying kind of put a put a damper on that one. R.I.P. to the legend. But I think that uh, maybe you should listen to me a little bit here. Colts
1: over. But uh, how can people listen if you're going with your your favorite team? Like it's just a little biased, in my opinion. But but you have to realize last year out of the AFC, I had my favorite team's rival. No, no, understandable, but that's just because the Colts were not a contender. So.
0: I don't think I don't think um, they're necessarily contenders this year
1: either. They're just they're going to be the dark horse. Right. No, I, you know, I like the Colts, but uh, I don't think they're as good as the Bills just yet, <laughs> if ever. I
0: don't know. Josh Allen's been a choke artist uh, his whole career. So, you know, we, we don't know yet. But but yeah, I think, I think, I just think the storyline of Matt Ryan versus Tommy. It's a great storyline. It I, is. It is. Honestly, if Matt Ryan went to the Broncos, I probably would pick the Broncos. Just take, so forget my fandom, forget about this Jonathan Taylor here. about the storyline. Quentin Nelson it's about the
1: storyline so okay so we'll see yeah so Matt Ryan's for Super Bowl MVP Super Bowl MVP Matt Ryan for me um Josh Allen I think it's think it's pretty easy if 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 that's the case (laughs) quarterbacks better best chance to win I think in second would probably be Gabe Davis but um close second
0: oh wait you mean the the wide receiver that's going to break out this year that I got cloned for picking absolutely okay cool um, that's about all we have right now, Jet. Let's get a quick check over on the game. And it looks like for our Bills-Rams preview, Madden agrees with me in this one. The Rams over the Buffalo Bills, really not in a close game at all. 28-10 to 10 is the final. Wow. Um, Let's get a quick look at the stats here. Rod, wow, did the game go final or did you uh, <laughs> end it early? I ended it at the end of the third quarter, so six minutes left in regulation, but... You know, you got to do what you got to do. Matthew Stafford going 20 for 23, 268 yards and two touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, That's an incredible game. Josh Allen going nine for 11, 146 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Uh, Cam Akers with about what you'd expect, uh, 2.8 yards per carry. But he did come away with two touchdowns in this game, so I don't know. Oh, five carries for 14 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers owners, I don't really know if you take that as a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, Josh Allen was next in rushing with three carries, 22 yards. Devin Singletary, two carries for two yards. (laughs) Cooper Cutt led the receiving charge, seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Van Jefferson really went off for six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Wow. Those of you counting at home. That is worth 22 and a half fantasy points.
1: It's just not realistic, though, considering it's probably not going to be playing. But Stefan Diggs,
0: four catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. You got to scroll quite far down to find Allen Robinson for two catches with 49 yards and a drop. Uh, Tyler Higby did fuck all. Jamison Crowder, Dawson Knox, and Devin Singletary. Uh, let's see. Let's look at. Um, <clears throat> let's see who led the defense. Jordan Poyer with four tackles. Let's see. Let's just look at the important defensive stats. Nobody with a tackle for loss. Aaron Donald did have two sacks, and Leonard Floyd had two sacks. So four sacks to the Bills, zero looks like the difference in this one. Any interceptions, no interceptions, no forced fumbles. Uh, kind of a box score you expect to see for a 28 to 10 massacre. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, to score twenty eight points in just eighteen minutes of regulation. That's it's really tough to do. So shout out to the Rams and my first underdog pick.
1: Absolutely app anything so. you'd like to
0: add before we get out of here jet um no i think that's it let's let's get this football season underway i'm super excited hopefully you guys enjoy this quick episode after last night's 45 hour recording um i'm tommy that's bread and this is the 25 eight scores cast thanks everybody so much for listening
1: hey thanks guys
0: no thanks